0: Hello everybody and welcome once again to The Brink. And we are thrilled to be back for an episode that is, I guess, overdue and here and exciting to be here because we haven't been here in quite some time, isn't that correct? Correct. And I need to find out how things are going with you and life and Malloryville World Place.
1: Good. I work a lot and that's about it.
0: where, Where have you been working and what have you been doing at your work?
1: Um, Katmandu and Starbinkles where I've gotten a promotion and I'm working on my promotion.
0: What has your promotion been?
1: I'm a supervisor now. And
0: what do you supervise? the children you have children at starbucks is this slave labor now basically coming into into force yep and what are what are some of the slave labor things you make these children do then
1: make the coffees and take the orders and cook the foods
0: foods you cook foods at starbucks
1: we heat up food as (laughs) well
0: do you make any food in-house in at starbucks at all no okay that's exciting um how, how does it feel to get a promotion on this side of the world
1: pretty good yeah i'm excited about it that
0: means you get more money you get cashola yes yes
1: yes it it does correct
0: okay yeah yes (laughs) okay cool and um i guess we haven't really talked much since uh we went away your mother was on the last episode that we had she had fun did you have fun having that experience of having your mother on the radio what was that experience like of having your mother on the radio
1: was good was it not it was fine it was my mom was here. we got to hang out with her
0: well, but like the experience of having her on the radio that's the question.
1: it was good
0: were you embarrassed with the stuff that she talked about with you on the radio?
1: I don't think so no i it was so long ago
0: it was like a month ago, not yeah. even that like she was still here a month ago.
1: I don't remember.
0: You don't remember, okay? Um, And what uh, we're going to talk a little bit after about uh, what's happening with us because it's exciting in the coming weeks. But um, you, you um, enjoyed—I don't know what—I'm not trying to ask you about. You um, enjoyed—you enjoyed Hobart again, apparently.
1: Yes, I did. It was good to be in a real big city. Well, okay, let me let me rephrase that. It was good to be in a real city in comparison to Invercargill. It is big.
0: Yes. Yeah. What did you and you also had a bit of time away from eating foods as well? How did you enjoy that?
1: Oh, so good. What
0: was your favorite thing that you so got to good. eat?
1: Um, probably chips. Which oh. type of chips? No, the wedges. With the with the with the sweet chili and the sour cream at um, is it the Telegraph that's down at the water? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, I didn't even remember we had those.
1: They were real good.
0: That's where we had the ten dollar palmies, wasn't it? That weren't that amazing, and we played the pools. Yes. Yes, and my father was intoxicated, and every single time I speak to him on the phone, since we've been back, I wasn't drunk, you keep thinking I was drunk, I wasn't drunk. It's like, okay, you explained that like 20,000 times, but, uh, you know, that that was uh, exciting. You also went to Cradle Mountain with your mother, we went to Wineglass Bay. Uh, Do you have a preference between those two?
1: I enjoyed both. I liked the walk at Cradle Mountain better than the one at Wineglass Bay. I'm sad that we didn't do the full walk at one Glass Bay, but I don't know if I liked one better. They're different.
0: Same, same, but different? Yeah. Is that, um, what's that, uh, that wasn't an ad, wasn't it? Same, same, but different? No, that was that, um, the little girl with the, the Mexican food and they were trying to work out if they wanted to have burritos or tacos and she's like, why not have both? And then they all had a party. You you didn't see that, and it was a meme because of a little girl shrugging her shoulders, like, you know, why not have both?
1: I've not seen this.
0: Yeah, I guess you had to to be there. Um, Well, I think that's excitement galore um, that we can talk about some more things. Just we we saw uh, the emancipation of Harley Quinn's Birds of Prey just quickly then before we started recording. Um, Just some, we're going to do a little separate thing to put on the Oz Network, but just, just a uh, 10 second overview of what you thought of the movie. I liked it. That's a very quick 10 seconds. Straight to the point. Yeah. You liked it. Was it better than Star Wars Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we're going to come back with some more stuff for you very shortly. we <laughs> have been eagerly anticipating the return of this segment in 2020, and guess what? It is back. We are bringing back the classic radio soap opera. That is Days of Our Pies. Of course, we ended it last year, episode seven of season two, which means that today we're gonna to bring you episode eight of season two. Previously,
2: on Days of Our Pies, please let me go. I did I didn't do it. I'm sorry, George. I know it wasn't you. I just can't believe she's gone. Hold it right there, please! <laughs> Hold it right there, young lady. You are under arrest for the bombing of the hospital, the gym, and more than likely the police station, too. Oh my God! You are like totally kidding me! Oh my gosh! The bombing suspect, she has gone! Like pastry in the oven, these are the days of our pies. I'm Lisa Jones,
0: and these are the days
2: of our pies.
0: Just as things seem to have calmed down, the suspect connected to the bombing of the police station, gym and hospital Bed Cover has escaped after being captured by Frank Cakeman. Frank, George, Roy, Billy and the Saint Bolt all set off in search of the escaped convict. Meanwhile, back at the local town shop, Bed Cover's parents, Doona and Sheet Cover, continue to worry about their daughter.
2: It's nearly ten o'clock. She isn't even home yet. I am so worried.
0: I think we must go looking for her now, honey, as we need to make sure she's okay. All of a sudden, the door opens. It's bed cover.
2: Where have you been? It's really late. Your father and I have been extremely worried. Extremely worried. Like totally shut up, both of you. Oh, my God. How dare you speak to us like that, Ben? Go to your room and straight to bed. Oh, my God. Like, now I have to go, like, somewhere, please. It's, like, totally an emergency, and, like, you, like, can't even stop me, like. You will do as
0: you were told, young lady.
2: Oh, like, what? Oh, my God.
0: Bed cover runs to her room, packs a bag, and sprints out the window, leaving her parents worried. All of a sudden, the door bursts open. It is Frank.
2: Hold it right there, everybody. Get down. This is the police. Oh, my God. What is going on? Ah! I'm looking for a special young lady in a pink hoodie. That is our daughter, Brett. Why are you looking for her?
0: Frankie explains everything to Dooner and Sheet Cover, leaving them shocked.
2: I, I can't believe our young girl's an ASIO officer. And behind all these bombings, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to say. It's fine, citizens. We must stop her before she kills any more innocent people.
0: Meanwhile, back at the Prime Minister's hotel room, Hugh Joss receives a phone call just as they're preparing for the press conference. <laughs>
2: Hello? It's me. I have, like, been totally compromised. We need to launch, like, the final bomb now. We can't. I'm just about to go into the press conference with the Prime Minister. You don't understand. They, like, totally know who I am now, and they, like, totally know what we're gonna do. So I've been compromised, too. No, actually, you're fine, but, like, we really need to finish it now. I was afraid this was going to happen. Sorry, bed. But it's not my problem. What are you, like, saying? You can't just, like, leave me behind. You love me. Sorry.
0: I don't. You hangs up the phone and returns to Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is playing the Nintendo Wii.
2: <laughs> Take that unit, Tennis Ball. Die like the T-3000 in Terminator 2. A freeze is coming. Sir, I must be excused. There is something I need to do.
0: Fine. Bring me some lamb sipped and get out! Hugh Joss leaves the hotel room and goes down to the lobby, where he pulls out a bag of fertilizer and sits it inside the telephone booth, putting a pink hoodie with it. He runs outside and watches the building.
2: Five, four, three, two... Hey, doesn't this sound like a pink song? Oh, one. <laughs>
0: Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger survived the explosion? Can Frank and the gang help us up bed cover? Will a scene Bolt get some more nuggets? And for God's sake will we find out if Jennifer is damn well alive? Find out next time on Days of Alpines. Oh, that's my reaction. What is going to happen next week in Ramsey Bay? I have no idea because I haven't listened to it in like 15 years or however long it's been since we've done it. So you'll have to tune in next week to find out. We often would have a part of this show where we would, um, I guess, have quizzes and that. But the one thing that's exciting for us right now to talk about, though, is the fact that we're leaving in, is it like 70 days? I don't have my phone on me right now. It's, it's very close. Mallory, we're, we're leaving. How does it feel to say that we are... Uh, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, it feels a lot more of a relief right now that you've let some gas out. Uh, how does it feel... That you can officially say that we're leaving this uh, city of Invergigle.
1: I'm pretty excited.
0: Pretty excited. I'm
1: pretty excited.
0: Can we now before we before we fully delve into us leaving? Can we just go back uh, 18 months? Not even 18 months. It would be about 14, 15 months to October 2018. Now we um we had put out. Well, I would put out some resumes. I'd done some research, and basically, I got the two job offers, and it was between Alexandra. Invercargill. And I actually think about a month or two beforehand I had applied for a job or looked at a job in Invercargill. That was the first time I'd ever heard of this place. And I remember looking it up and we kind of looked at it and we I'm like, oh, that's at the bottom of the world. That that looks pretty cute. Like, you know, do you remember that? Do you remember actually having that conversation with me?
1: I'm sure we had it, but I regret that conversation.
0: Do you think that in hindsight, Alexandra would have been a better option?
1: Still No. (laughs)
0: If you could do it all over again, if you, if right now we could travel back in time and here's you and I having this innocent conversation about moving to a Invercar- oh, yeah, that shouldn't be too bad, would you have basically told me, don't take that job, let's hold out for something different?
1: I don't think so. Because honestly, like, even though it's a crappy town, I don't think that we're worse off from being here.
0: That's a very valid point. And plus, can we just point out that had we not come here...
1: We wouldn't have Stickles.
0: We'd have some other cat.
1: Poor Stickles.
0: Probably be more well behaved.
1: No.
0: No? Um, (laughs) But we we are making the big move to Canada early in April, which is exciting. Very, very exciting. But do do you... Because you yourself have been away from Canada. You know, you've got to add on the extra 12 months, essentially, that you were away in Australia. So by the time you leave, uh, you would have been away for, what was that, like, Two and a half years, essentially, um, which is which is crazy to think, I, I guess. Did, did you think that when you got on that plane back in 2017 that you would be gone for that long?
1: I hadn't booked a return ticket.
0: But did, did you... I guess you hoped... We've had this conversation before that you would obviously get to stay longer, but, uh, you know, did you at that time hope that this would all happen and that you would be away for that long?
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't think that New Zealand was ever in my plans, though. I think that I thought, like... I'll be over on this side of the world. Like, maybe I'll do a bit of Asia. Maybe I'll do a bit of Asia. I guess there's not really much else over here. Africa? I could have gone to Africa.
0: It's a bit further away than Asia.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we went to Asia and it was fine, but it didn't...
0: It didn't rock your world? No. Nah. No. But it's, it's... I mean, it must be exciting then for you after this amount of time to be able to, to go home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think it's... It's also a little bit daunting. like, Just like moving here was daunting. I think that there's still lots to sort out and lots to think about.
0: But do you think now that you are in a better place in your life? And not just the obvious because you met me. But uh, do you think you are in a better place for yourself to where you were when you left Canada two and a half years ago?
1: Yeah, I reckon. You reckon? I think I've grown.
0: It'd help if I put it towards your mouth there, wouldn't it?
1: I think I've grown
0: because you got older yeah (laughs)
1: because
0: you ate more chips
1: yes yep (laughs) my tummy grew
0: no i didn't mean that i just meant like the never mind um what are you most looking forward to when you get back to canada in in about two months
1: is it weird that going to school
0: yes but i mean that's you you do you love what what is it about going back to school that that really excites you
1: I think I'm excited that, like, I'm going to feel like my life is moving forward. Does that make sense? As in that
0: you are able to get an education?
1: Yeah, and that, like, I'm working towards a career. Because, like, I was trying to explain to someone recently that on this side of the world, like, you can be, like, a career barista. And that's super weird to me. Because at home, like... A barista isn't a... Something that you would want to make a career out of.
0: Why, why not?
1: Like, it's... Like, it's not... Like... Like, you would never describe being a barista as your... Career. Like, I don't know how to better... Explain what I'm trying to say, like like a doctor is a career but like a barista there's no like in order to have a career you go and you do training for it and you like do extra stuff and you learn things about your field and then you have a career and you build your career a barista is not a career it's a Profession, I guess. I, I mean, you I know. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I, say? I, absolutely do.
0: I just, I don't know. Have you met people here who want to be a barista for the rest of their lives? Well,
1: people will describe themselves as a career barista, especially in Australia. I found it more in Australia than here, and I just think that's weird.
0: I, I can't say I've ever met someone who's wanted to be a career barista. You must have met some you more interesting in people.
1: Working coffee for as long as I have,
0: three months. I worked
1: in coffee longer <laughs> on this <laughs> side of the
0: world. You did. You did.
1: Just in general, actually.
0: Yes, yes. Are you looking forward to hanging out with people who sound like you? No. <laughs> no.
1: We had a bunch of, I don't know if they were Canadian or American. I had, actually, funny story yesterday, did I tell you that I had two people in yesterday from South Carolina? No. North Carolina? North Carolina. One of the, the Carolinas. Blues, where Lebr- LeBron James is from.
0: Uh, I didn't know. North, I didn't know LeBron. I thought no, LeBron James is from yeah, Ohio. I the
1: wrong basketball player. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is from. I was about to say LeBron the James blues. is from Ohio. The blue is North Carolina, North University Carolina of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were decked out in their North Carolina gear, and they were talking to Tash. And Tash goes, oh, where are you guys from?" And I look at her, and I look at them, and I go, "North Carolina, Tash!" <laughs> like literally everything they were wearing was blues. Yeah, they are. We're on a trip to Antarctica, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was super jealous. I think Me too. Okay. Um, not the point of the story. The point of the story is, I had these two guys in Kathmandu yesterday from North Carolina. They were looking for luggage because they had a bad experience on the way over with Qantas absolutely destroying one of their bags. So they were looking to get a new bag and had this discussion with them. They didn't like any of our stuff because... It's a lot more common to have hard-top cases in the States, I think, than it is here. Um, And that's what they wanted. They wanted a hard-top case. And um, so we sent them on their way. They were super happy, honestly. Well, you
0: said they were gay, so I'm guessing they were happy. They were... Thanks. They were
1: very nice Americans. Like...
0: As as the majority of Americans are. No,
1: that's not what I meant. (laughs) Like, maybe nice is the wrong word. Maybe polite. Like, they were very...
0: As the most Americans are. (laughs) I know what you they're, mean. Americans who travel are more obnoxious than Americans in America.
1: Yes. They were very Canadian in the way they interacted with us but as soon as they started talking when they walked in, I didn't actually see them walk in, but I heard them and I was like, There's they're American. Like you could you can tell by their accent that they were American. It's funny because it's not a southern accent, but no. they have there's just little Bits in there That on are the a cas- little bit southern They're But it's, it's cas- not a southern, southern accent But it, yeah
0: how, how are they going to Antarctica from here?
1: By boat they get I, on a boat tomorrow?
0: I didn't realize there a boat left here to go to Antarctica. That's very I interesting. Know.
1: Today was the warmest day on record in Antarctica. It was 16 degrees Celsius. Wow. 17 degrees Celsius. That's
0: warmer there than it was in Invercargill today.
1: That was possibly the wrong conversion. What is 65 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? Uh,
0: it would be, what, minus 30, 35, would be like 17 and a half. So it's close? Yeah, yeah. Because what is Fahrenheit? It's like minus 30 divided by 2, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. 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 Um, well, well, that's exciting. I'm glad that you experienced no, 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 that. No, this is not the oh, end of the story. Oh, wait, okay.
1: Today I was working at Starbucks and they came into Starbucks and I had a chat with them. And wait, I
0: thought they were getting on a boat. Tomorrow. They oh. On a boat. I thought you meant yesterday, like tomorrow. Uh, right, right. Uh, I meant tomorrow.
1: Um, yeah, so I had a bit of a chat with them and um, they found two suitcases actually. They got a suitcase from the warehouse for like 60 bucks and then. I think he said that they went to H&J's and there's one with, like, a big map of New Zealand on it, but it's a lot more expensive. So he's like, yeah, we're going to go and get that one as well so that the airline can pay for the expensive one because, like, they want it as kind of, like, a souvenir as well as a suitcase. So, yeah. Cool. North Carolinians. Why was I telling this story?
0: I was just... We were talking about going back home and hearing people's accents. Oh,
1: yes. I am not looking forward to people's accents. I am. We had quite a few in... Just in the past couple days, we've had quite a few Americans and Canadians. Actually, yesterday as well, I had a guy come in from Powell River, which is about, I think, three hours north of where I'm from. Maybe on from the mainland, island? Mm. Maybe not on the... Nah, no, I feel like i better Google this. I, I'm, I'm looking
0: since. forward to it just because um, I'm sick of hearing Kiwi accents, particularly after my experience the other day of being having that woman on the phone, basically like, oh, where are you from? Oh, you're from Australia, I didn't want to talk to you. Shut the fuck up. And then I hung up on her That was my day So, um, yes But it's 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 very exciting that uh, we get to leave a lot earlier than we thought uh, A few more experiences that we can have in the lead up to it I don't really no, know
1: No, it's on the mainland, that's awkward
0: um, That we can sort of have along the way but, um, Yeah,
1: it's more than three hours away
0: I think in the coming weeks before we leave We can share our favourite memories of Invercaro Because I don't think it will take very long
1: say are there any?
0: I I don't know, you tell me Um, Do you think in five years time you're going to look back and go fuck I lived in Invercargill and is there anything you're going to miss?
1: I'm sure that there will be things that I appreciate after moving away from here
0: I honestly think there will be too I think there will be moments where we will go oh remember that, oh that wasn't too bad
1: I think there's already things that I appreciate about living here and, like, one of them is the Gossip Mill because I think it's hilarious. Yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> but, yes, we will keep an eye on things and uh, work that out. But um, maybe we'll bring a quiz back for us next week in this segment, right? Maybe. Yes. Possibly. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Right. Awesome. That's interview time and we are going to go back... ...in time to listen to a great interview that we had with an esteemed actor by the name of Anthony Reivivar. Now, for me, and for many of our Oz Network listeners, the exciting part of Anthony Reivivar is the fact that he played Carlos Nieto on Third Watch... ...the greatest TV show of all time, but has also appeared in other movies such as Starship Troopers, Race of the Sun... ...and other TV shows such as Blue Bloods, American Horror Story, and also Southland, just to name a few. So, a uh, very exciting interview this was back in 2012... Our chat that we had with Mr. Anthony Raivavar. Anthony Raivavar is a Hollywood superstar who has appeared in blockbusters such as Starship Troopers and Tropic Thunder, TV shows Third Watch, Southland, Burn Notice, American Horror Story and CSI, and is currently the voice of Batman in the new animated series, Beware of the Batman. I spoke to Anthony about getting to play Batman, which storylines in Third Watch were his favourite, and what it was like filming nude scenes in Starship Troopers. Anthony, welcome to The Brink. How you doing, man? Great to be here fantastic to have you on the show, mate. because I just want to say straight away that I never thought in my life that I could say I'm interviewing Batman, which uh, I think is actually kind of cool. And I I could imagine for yourself, it's still a bit cool every now and then to stop and think that you are Batman.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I don't think I'd ever uh, been able to say that uh, I am Batman. Yeah, so... we're both going to trip that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How much of a Batman fan were you growing up? Was he always your favorite superhero?
3: Absolutely. I, I grew up watching Batman, um, you know, way back from the Super Friends, uh, which is a drastically different Batman than the one we're doing. But uh, definitely, you know, got into Batman then, and then got into the comics and the artwork of it. And, um, you know, when uh, the video games came out, it was in the video game. So Batman's always been, you know top one, two
0: superheroes for me. Mm, I think a lot of uh, young boys growing up, it, it definitely is. Uh, but where are the Batman focusing a lot of the earlier days of Bruce Wayne and the character of Batman? How have you found the reception so far to the show and also particularly your portrayal of the uh, iconic role? Uh, well, first of
3: all, the, you know, we have it's such a huge temple property that anytime you're doing a new, and anytime there's a new voice, a new take on the Batman, you're going to encounter, you know, uh, a lot of or a lot of scrutiny. Uh, luckily, everyone has been incredibly responsive to me as the voice of Batman, um, you know, kind of putting me up there with Kevin Conroy, which to me is, is you know, really uh, humbling and, and, and amazing. So... I, I couldn't be happier with the response that people have had with me as as the books of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, the show itself, um, you know, people were kind of hesitant about this this new idea of a younger Bruce Wayne, uh, a younger Batman without uh, Robin, uh, without the Joker, kind of exploring new um, villains, you know, a new rogues gallery, if you will. Um, so people were hesitant, but I think once, so I know that now that the show's started airing and they're, they're seeing, you know, I think they're like five episodes in or something, people have really taken to it by like storm and are really loving seeing all these new villains um, that Batman's encountering. And it's really cool because it's the first time that a lot of these villains are being animated. A and B, you're also seeing the genesis of Batman's interaction with these with these villains. So you kind of get this uh, really cool history that you haven't ever seen before, Mm. Um, and it's also really nice in my opinion to see Batman, you know, kind of younger. Uh, He's not this grizzled, hardened Batman, you know, indestructible Batman that you see in the the Chris Nolan films. So it's a precursor to that, where you see um, you know him putting himself in harm's way, not making the best decisions all the time, Uh, and you know, kind of going rogue low, going on edge uh, at some point. So it, it has some darker elements that I find, you know, exciting to do for Saturday morning cartoons and really kind of push the envelope and not talk down to kids um, and kind of give them really good stories that are both frightening and spooky and, uh, interesting and
0: exciting. Hmm, I could definitely see that. Did, does your house start to fill up then with Batman merchandise? And is there going to be a, a Batman, where of the Batman uh, superhero figurine for you to uh, sort of model after yourself? There, Anthony.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's actually a uh of the Batman uh, figurine that's out. I think it's coming out, or it's out now. I haven't actually seen it on the shelves yet. So um, I think once that comes out, then there'll be, you know. the the Batmobile and maybe the Batcycle and a couple of the other roads, I think Anarchy and things like that. Um, but I haven't I haven't gotten comprom- absolute confirmation on those, but uh, I think they are
0: in the works. Mm, that would be kind of cool. I could imagine uh, as an actor, I think if I was to ever go into that route, uh, I'd always sort of want to play some sort of role where I have an action figure made after me, because I think that really shows you've made it, doesn't it?
3: <laughs> I think so, I think so. But I have three kids, so you know I'm going to be playing with those action figures <laughs> and having to actually be the voice. So I might not have that left.
0: do do your kids ask you much to come home and sort of uh, keep doing the Batman voice
3: yeah they suspected my daughter has me read uh, bedtime stories in the voice the (laughs) whole time Uh, it's pretty funny
0: yeah that would be definitely fun how have you found voice acting I mean do you find it much different to sort of live acting
3: Um, the basic principle is the same Uh, however the way that it it goes down is completely different Um, it did take um, you know, I, I'm new to this world, um, so it took some time for me to adjust to the way that it's done, but at its core, you know, they does the same thing. Um, you know, you're just doing everything with your voice rather than with your physicality. Although, if you did record it from the studio, you'd you think they're pretty nuts sometimes with, you know, the throwing punches in there, or Somali who plays Katana, you know, if she's holding a sword, she's She's holding a sword, you know, swinging it. She's jumping around. Which, uh, it's kind
0: got mm, I suppose uh, you don't have to spend as much time in makeup you know, as it's, well.
3: It's like, yeah, that's a that's a genius thing. It's like you can go in, you know. You could you uh, could be pet naked in there. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well uh maybe next time uh that could be a, an alternative way of uh recording as Batman, recording naked.
3: <laughs> yeah, just recording naked only the cowl. It's a different cow, yeah. cowl.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, that works. Uh, what what initially drew you uh into acting, Anthony? Was this sort of something that you'd always wanted to do when you were younger?
3: Um well my father's a musician and so, you know, I was always uh, I was always around kind of entertainment, whether it's uh you know, music, music theater. Uh, my uncle was, uh, uh, you know, on Broadway. So I just kind of grew up on the road. I grew up backstage. I grew up, you know, in the lighting booths of clubs. I grew up in Vegas. I grew up in Hawaii. I grew up, you know, kind of touring. Um, so, you know, entertainment kind of was always in my background. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so when I wanted to go on the straight drama, um, I mean, it kind of, started because I went to an all-male academy and were holding auditions at the all-girls academy for a place. So that was kind of like the best (laughs) way girls at the time. Uh, But uh, beyond that, you know, I got the dog and supported by my family because they're all in the uh, entertainment industry. And then I ended up going to Boston University School for the Arts, studied, you know, uh, Shakespeare with each, and uh, just, you know, did kind of the classical training route Um, And then once uh, I graduated from U, moved to New York and lived in New York for about 13 years, and, you know, just acted and did my thing out of New York, and then um, about
0: seven, eight years ago moved to L.A. Hmm. Yeah, well, some of your earlier films, uh, White Fang 2 and Race the Sun, I remember growing up. Race the Sun was one of my favourite movies growing up, I think uh, having a bit of a connection uh, here to Australia with that film. What was it like in that movie, and do you have uh, sort of fond memories filming it here in Australia?
3: Yeah, that was so much fun. Um, it's, it'll go down in... in um, my mind is, you know, one of the best experiences I've had so far. seeing a movie. Uh, to be in, we were in Sydney, Australia uh, for three months, we were in Broken Hill for mm-hmm. a month, we were in Alice Springs for about three weeks, we uh, were, uh, you know, we, we, we really got to go all over the places, stay in places that, you know, I never would have been able to uh, hang out in. Um, and I just had such an amazing time. And it's a great, you know, it's just a great kids' film with uh, young Halle Berry and mm-hmm. Jim Belushi and yeah, uh, which was, was Casey Affleck and it, yeah, it pretty uh, Eliza Dushku. So all of us was kind of uh, a kind of all of us kind of. Uh, went on from there, so you know we had a really cool, cool chat, but actually to this day, we still kind of hang out, we kind of see each other every now and then, or get each other on Twitter or something like that, Brilliant. so it was, it was a really great
0: experience. I remember learning a lot about solar cars in that film, and I think it kind of uh, made me want to go out there and uh, do that myself, but uh, down here in Tasmania, it wasn't a whole lot of solar cars, because we don't really see the sun that much down here, so I was a little bit lost without it. That's <laughs> true, Yeah. that's true. It was a bit of a shame, uh, really, but it, it uh, was really
3: cool. we actually had some working, we had some working models on the show, um, so it was pretty wild to, uh, you know, to be driving those things.
0: Yeah, um, I could see that absolutely. It would have and been hot. very wild. Yes, yeah, very hot. I mean, do you sort of have to get used? Do you acclimatise to that sort of weather? I mean, coming from Hawaii though, is that something that you're used to?
3: Well, I was, yeah, I was born and raised in Hawaii, so I'm kind of used to that. But you know, the the Red Center has its own climate, so. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like. I mean, it's very hot during the day, and then it drops really quickly. So you know, everyone on the crew was just telling me, you know, layers, layers, layers. So you can <laughs> layer up in the morning, and then shed during the day. But the crews in Australia, I mean, they're they're, they're hilarious. They the They we got off the plane, they kept warning for about drop bears.
0: Ah, yes. So,
3: sitting on our leg really going like the reason that these koalas <laughs> are are qualified that will fall out of trees and attack us
0: it happens it happens come on now
3: could happen
0: <laughs> every time um, I walk to work I just get attacked by a drop bear left right and center <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: exactly. not Yes. Now, uh, after that, uh, some other films, a particular one, Starship Troopers, that I mentioned at the start. Now, a uh, sci-fi action film like that looked like it would have been fun, particularly then that you get yourself killed by a giant alien bug. How was that to film? <laughs>
3: that was weird because um, we shot that scene right after lunch. <laughs> uh, so apparently, you know, they're like, you know, hold off, we're going to get your stunt guy to do it. They basically built the head of a bug on the on the top on the front end of a crane, and they just kind of used the crane to like lift and drop and lift and drop and shake. Uh, but all of a sudden, you know, they're like, "Hold off! We're going to get your stunt guy to do it." But about half an hour later, they're like, "Okay, you're up!" You know, which I thought was really fast. So they hooked me up to this thing, put me upside down, had me screaming bloody murder, put some blood in my face, and you know, we did take after take and. So finally, I passed out. Like I just saw black, and the next thing I remembered, they were they were kind of like taking me off of this train and I was coming to. They're like, "Man, you lasted a lot longer than this stunt guy." <laughs> <laughs> I just get you thrown know, up and passed out like in the first minute. I uh, I, I hung out for about ten minutes there.
2: Mm, wow, but,
3: uh, that was pretty pretty intense. Mm. That whole show was great because you know again we had like a, a lot of cool young actors uh, that have all gone on to do stuff um, and we got to look at Phil Tippett who's you know just master genius uh... affect guy with those blogs you know we were at the time the CGI wasn't as advanced as it, as it is now so we're literally you know uh, attacking uh, stunt guys with you know carrying these two sticks with tennis balls on them <laughs> Those were kind of our eye lines and they were kind of, you know, building or matting in the bugs uh around these, these sticks and stuff. So it was, it was pretty wild.
0: Mm, yeah. And you also uh you showed your bum on screen too, Anthony. You did that drawing the ladies after that movie? <laughs>
3: yeah. I I showed my bum and then they they literally uh put a sound effect on the part in there <laughs> too, so it made it even better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: uh that definitely draws uh, we in the
3: like, day one we're we are dreading that shower scene <laughs> um we, you know we we're supposed to make this statement about how is this co-ed shower scene it was really cool but you know all the, the actors and actresses you know were are you're kind of terrified of the scene and that scene was a cover set in other words if it rained you know we'd go to that we'd go to that scene so it could pop up at any moment but you know all the uh all the women and, and guys like you know, didn't want to like they wanted to be worked out and didn't want to eat like for the scene. So it's this kind of weight on everyone's shoulders once it finally once we finally shot it, everyone we went to relax and stock up on donuts.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, just uh, stop watching the weather and uh, hoping it doesn't rain Now you did some TV work after that in the late 90s And a lot of people would remember you from Anthony Particularly me It's still my favourite TV show to this day uh, Third watch, you played Carlos Nieto for uh, all six seasons How did this role initially uh, come about? And was it kind of a big deal for you to sort of be part of the major cast Of a, of a big TV show like that at your stage in the career? Yeah, it
3: was pretty amazing Yeah um... I remembered uh, it was my first pilot season in LA. I had come from New York, and I had the opportunity to uh, go in on an Aaron Spelling show, and they were really high on me. But then John Wells who at the time was at the you know the height of ER, mm-hmm. you know, wanted to see me for for this role for Third Watch. So the way that the rules work is that to choose which one I was going to go for. Like even though you didn't have either of the roles. So I had to kind of walk away from the spelling thing just to, just to the opportunity to go uh, to potentially work on you know a John Wall show, which I thought you know I mean in retrospect was the right choice. Uh, so I guess they had been looking for Carlos for a while, um, went in, and by the time I hit the parking lot after the audition, they had they had called and you know wanted to start negotiating, like trying to make it happen. So you know I literally flew into L.A. to kind of do the. A little bit of pilot season, and then the next thing I knew, I was flying back to New York, uh, you know, to do, to do the show. Um, and at the time, it was also set for, I think, thirteen on air. So we didn't even we knew shooting the pilot that we'd go to air, mm-hmm. which is huge. Um, and you know, the show was just an amazing experience. We, you know, went through so many things together on that show. Six years longer than we go to college with the people. Um, you know. we we went through 9/11 all uh, together. We went through you know so many, so many changes. We you know all had got married and all had kids. And
2: mm-hmm.
3: All these amazing things happened on that show. So you know we're lifelong friends, and good watch is one of those experiences that I don't think you'll forget. for me, it'll 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 be like my home. Yeah, you know, like the home of my experience in the business
0: yeah well, uh, we had uh, Michael Beach on the show last year, and we spoke to him a little bit about uh, that and I was uh, intrigued sort of about the ride alongs that you would have done with the the paramedics to kind of prepare for the role how How was that kind of seeing that in person and do you sort of have to find yourself taking notes the whole time thinking oh I've got to use this in this scene and I've got to use this in this scene it's
3: a tough that was the kind of part of the, the job i mean the the bullets and the medical and all that stuff was was really difficult. I mean, luckily, we had really good tech advisors. We did a lot of ride-alongs up in Harlem. Um, You know, we just ride with the paramedics all day long. So it got to the point where, you know, if on the show we were reaching into a bag for uh, a certain type of medicine, we knew what, you know, what we were grabbing. And it got to the point where it it just was was second nature uh, to us. And, you know, you just kind of... you just do it. I mean it's it's brutal to, to look at in terms of uh, dialogue. Um my wife, Yvonne Young, who uh ended up being on the show uh the last two years, uh, who was also a paramedic, I think I got to see it fresh from her eyes when she came in because she was like, Oh my god, look at these bullets, like what is all this stuff? And so, you know, you really got to see kind of like how comfortable we became with it, but at the same time how how difficult it was. Mm. Um and then uh, as a side note, you know, my uh wife well, I was married to already, you know, we became love interests on the on the show and ended we up getting married on the show. So mm-hmm. in our house we have we have two sets of wedding pictures. We have a real <laughs> wedding and our a third lunch better.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to ask about that. I mean, were that some of the easiest scenes you ever had to, to film with Yvonne, the, the the love scenes? I mean, I remember the one where you're sort of laying in bed and you I think, talking about a cat's I think it was.
3: But, but it's bizarre because, you know, you're laying there and, you know, we're so comfortable with each other. You know, we're kind of talking about, you know, bills or laundry or, you know, scheduling and, you know, they're in focus, you know, to, to her chest or... My back or my butt or whatever you know they're they're like measuring the the shot and getting the lighting right you know it's just kind of business as usual but you know at the end of the day you kind of stop for a second and you go well, this is really bizarre you know where like laying in bed as a couple uh, getting paid to do so so it's pretty cool it's, yes it's pretty amazing times so just on a lot of lot of levels they're is uh, uh, pretty amazing.
0: Do you have a favorite storyline over the six seasons you were on it for?
3: Um, I think, you know, things really came in... I, I have two really favorite storylines. One is, you know, the storyline with my uh, daughter that mm-hmm. I ended up having to give up for adoption. I think that really turned... Uh, you know, Carlos was such a... You know, he's kind of a, a paramedic who doesn't care for people, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, which is a really interesting contradiction to play. Uh, but he was so hardened. Uh, as, as a human being, it was really nice, that storyline of was really nice to see that kind of, that facade wear off and really kind of dive deeper into the soul of who that person is. Um, and, um, you know, just soften the character up um, uh, and give him a, a, another dimension. Uh, and especially since he was adopted himself, you know, it kind of is a really heartbreaking thing to, to go through. Um, I think the second... Storyline that I really loved was you know, after he would kind of passed through that looking glass after that whole event, he, he became a softer character. Uh, and then when he found Holly, uh, who he long he, he, my um, just the you know him going from being a dog to kind of becoming a man and mm-hmm. and really uh, having to take responsibility for a life and really kind of have a relationship with a woman and be accountable for his actions and you know, the most unlikely person that would, you know, that he would fall for, uh, he falls for. And so I thought that it made for some really fun uh, Carlos moments.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, the wedding proposal definitely is one that was uh, very memorable. I'm sure that mirrored your real-life uh, marriage proposal to uh, to her there, Anthony.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that was awesome because it was so funny because I'll never forget that the Ed Bonero was directing and uh as the creator of the show and he started directing more and more uh towards the end and we started the rehearsal and we got everyone together we had our five and say like, okay you know let's do the rehearsal and as we started rehearsing it you know like i started choking up and ron started choking up and he, he quickly went hey, stop, stop 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 he's like let's roll the camera roll the camera roll the camera <laughs> she's running around grabbing the cameras when people like trying to get the cameras rolling to just capture it and not waste it mm-hmm. on a rehearsal. You know, you just got that emotion when it wells up and hopefully you hope we were there to capture it. So, uh, luckily we did. We just uh, quickly got the, the, the cameras and, and, and got it in there. Mm. So, that's a good moment. Like once once you hit it, it's, it's
0: there forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a great scene. I was watching it on YouTube, actually, in preparation of this interview. And my, my, One of my favorite episodes in the entire show uh, was in season two, the whole Carlos-centric episode, the self-importance of being Carlos, because I absolutely love the scenes between you and Jason Wiles, of course, who played Bosco, who was my favorite character on the show. I think that episode is easily in my top two favorite episodes. That would have been a fun episode to do. Right,
3: that was. That was awesome. That was really awesome. It was so much fun... Um, I think we did a whole season where one or two episodes for the whole season was solely about, you know, your character, so it was, it was like a movie, mm-hmm. you know, and you really got to kind of break open the characters and explore, and me and and, and Jason, you know, off-camera, we great friends, uh, and our characters, you know, once they close together, it was like lightning in a bottle, because we've <laughs> got you know, these two kind of, totally broken into being like, it was just so funny and so heart-wrenching and, and, and it was great You know, so us going to that annual
0: management thing was genius mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I loved it, I was actually flicking channels a while back uh, watching Burn Notice and uh, there was a scene I was watching where you were in a car with uh, fellow third watcher Kobe Bell who of course is on the show how was that kind of to be then on another show with uh, somebody who really you had a good relationship, you lived with him on the show and sort of you two were pretty much friends throughout the entire series
3: it's awesome. I mean, it's just a great experience because uh, Kobe and I are like best friends. Like we still hang out. So you know, I, I just I was just saying to him, hey, when, maybe if I've got some time, I'll come visit you in Miami while you're shooting Burn Notice. We hang out, and you know, literally, I think that night, Burn people called, you know, unbeknownst to Kobe, and said, hey, do you want to come and do this this role? And it's opposite Kobe, the whole nine yards. So I was like, absolutely. So, you know, generally when you're walking into guest um, spot roles, you've got a lot of catching up to do. There's the, the cast that you've got to meet and the crew that you have to feel comfortable with. And you have to do it all within, like, you know, two, two and a half weeks. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty quick. Uh, but I had the luxury of having Cody there, so it was just so comfortable. And, and um, so I just felt at home acting with him that... You know, it made I think for an even better episode between him and I uh, on Burn Notice. Hmm.
0: It certainly was Very good chemistry I enjoyed it We wrap up every interview, Anthony With a set of Five questions Which I'll get to In just a second But before I do There actually seems To be a bit of A a Batman connection With Third Watch uh, I was noticing Because yourself You're you're doing Batman right now Where are the Batman Josh Stewart Was in The Dark Knight Rises Of course he played Finney on Third Watch Michael Beach uh, Has previously voiced Mr Terrific In Justice League Unlimited So there's all These connections That maybe in a Couple of years When they do This Justice League Movie Can we maybe Expect to see you as Batman someone like Kim Raver as Poison Ivy, and I, I really think Skip Sardis would be great as the Penguin.
3: <laughs> I think you should. Uh, I think we should put that on Kickstarter. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, actually, be, good. thinking I
3: think that would be an awesome pitch, like Third Watch as the Justice League, <laughs> be the whole thing. It'd be awesome.
0: Yes, yes. Who would you kind of have then as as Robin? Um, I don't know. Would you have Would you have Jason as as Robin? He'd be a bit too aggressive for Robin, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Never want to be Robin, no. you want to be Batman. But
0: too short. Yes, yes. Well, we'll think about that one. As I said, we wrap up every interview with uh,
3: He's a good, good, good flash.
0: Yes, yes. Actually, he would be He's a great flash. Yes, I'm liking. It. Well, I'm writing these notes down, Anthony. So I'm just going to borrow that one, and we'll put it on Kickstarter. We'll see how that works out. I'm sure it will take off. Um, let's, yeah, absolutely. Let's not deny it. Of course, it's going to take off. Uh, we wrap up every interview with uh, five uh, questions. Just a bit of fun way to end it. One of these I will have to explain to you because it was based off an Australian advertising campaign. But uh, question number one, Anthony, what is your favourite type of cheese?
3: Favourite
0: type of cheese? Mm-hmm. Um, soft cheddar. Soft cheddar, right, yes. Now, do you like it on sandwiches? Do you like melted cheese? I mean, how do you like your cheese?
3: I like my cheese... Uh I like my cheese
0: on nachos. Ah, yes. I like my cheese on pizza.
3: So that would be, uh, that would be, uh, melting. It
0: would be, yes. I think more people need to answer nachos. Uh, I love cheese on nachos. Uh, question number two. Now, we had an uh, advertising campaign in this country about five or so years ago for toilet paper where they asked if you folded or scrunched when you went to the bathroom. So Anthony, when you go to the bathroom, do you fold or scrunch your toilet paper? Fold. Fold, yes. Yes, you look like a folder. (laughs)
3: <laughs> i'm a folder yes I'm a
0: folder. you're never going to go to the um, bathroom the same way now that you know that uh that advertising campaign
3: yeah I, i'm just thinking of of the the shaman bear <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> uh question number three uh growing up who was your childhood celebrity crush uh Kate. ah right okay then. uh High. Okay, okay, that's an interesting one. I think we've had her uh, answer before. How was the extent of the crush? Did you have posters? Did you kind of, you know, obsess over her daily? Um, I, I think I had a
3: poster of her. I, had a, I definitely had a poster of her last year. I remember that. Mm-hmm. But you um, kids, see her out. I think I just. Just pause and rewound that scene of her coming out of the pool like a whole bunch of times.
0: <laughs> yes, that, that, that does it. Uh, <laughs> question number four. Also, growing up, what was your dream job? Astronaut. Astronaut. Yes, I think every uh, yeah, young boy yeah. does.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah was, the zero gravity, the pool suit, the rocket, fat, mm-hmm. all of that. And uh, I wanted to be an astronaut until my grandmother told me that uh, if I was an astronaut, I'd lose all my hair.
0: Oh. Okay.
3: And then he said, look at all the look at all the astronauts buzz all, and all they don't have. To learn. <laughs> but you know, of course you do to realize it's just because they were older guys, <laughs> <laughs> yes. the
0: <box> on that. <laughs> Well you've got plenty of time, Silanthia. So you can just act again as an astronaut. I mean starship troopers, you kind of were, but um there's time. Uh, and the final question for you today.
3: That's why I like sci fi. I think I love I love sci-fi movies
0: because of that. Yes, yes, you, you get to play sort of your, your boyhood dream. Uh, the final question for you today, Anthony: uh, What is your worst habit?
3: My worst habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst habit: potato chips.
0: Ah, I love
3: potato chips. Oh. All kinds of potato chips. Like I'll just eat, sometimes
0: I'll eat potato chips with pasta. Wow. Okay, then that's an interesting way of eating them. Yeah. Do you dip them in and the pasta I'll have
3: a or of, I'll have a big bowl of pasta? Yeah, I have a big bowl of pasta and then have like a bag of chips next to me.
0: <laughs> that's that is dedication. And then
3: here's even. I'll take it one. I'll take it one step further. Sometimes I'll even. Sometimes I wipe my hands on my top.
0: <laughs> that that's I, I do that. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie I do that too okay, okay. Yep, yep, we're, we're normal people okay. Anthony people shouldn't judge us absolutely not um, <laughs> of course yeah, yeah. Anthony is in Beware of the Batman the voice of the main character himself Batman which is on the Cartoon Network check him out there and uh, of course uh, numerous other TV shows and movies that I've mentioned during this interview go out and check them out Anthony pleasure having you on the program today good luck with everything and uh, may wish you all the best for the future
3: thanks so much you've been great
0: we always like to, well not always, but most of the time we like to play snippets and bits of pieces from our other sister shows and everything throughout the week. And we had, of course, a special guest on our show, the Benamal Variety Hour, Radio Southland 96.4 FM, Wednesdays at 8pm, and also of course on Radio Kidnappers now on Hawke's Bay on Thursdays at 6pm. And uh, Peter Nartai, you've heard Peter on this show before a couple of weeks back, and he joined us, and, of course, he answered our famous five questions that we still put to our guests over on the Benamel Variety Hour. Now, we mentioned our famous five. Now, Mallory, we're going to get her talking now.
1: I'm ready. We She's
0: ready. So just put the pressure on Peter here, Mallory, because oh, these questions have been put to prime ministers, to to famous people, to athletes, world champions, Olympic gold medalists. I feel privileged. Winners of awards that I can't even pronounce. Yes. And all have answered them correctly. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Mallory, Directly
1: you- because of self-reflection. <laughs> oh,
0: I clarify. see. Right. I was
4: thinking, like, are we doing trivia
1: right now?
0: Yes. <laughs> what is the capital of Venezuela? Venezuela. Pass. That is correct. Yes. Mallory, what is the first question?
1: What is your favorite kind of cheese, Peter? My favorite type of cheese.
4: Ooh, I'm gonna go with parmesan. Oh, can't go wrong with parmesan. Can't. can't go wrong with parmesan. The smell's a bit off-putting. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But uh, you know, chucking a bit of spaghetti bolognese,
0: mm.
4: you know, um, put a little bit on some garlic bread. Oh, don't get me started, guys. Don't get
1: me
0: started. Just, just tease us with all the food. All we about can it. Manage. All about it. Do you want to ask the next one?
1: Who was your no? <laughs> what is your worst no? <laughs> Who's gonna
0: react? Go I'm, I'm gonna react this again. Uh, or, uh, oh! Uh. Oh! Thank you. you. <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 Are
1: you a folder or a scruncher?
0: When it comes to toilet paper.
4: Okay. Right. You, okay. Do. I scrunch. Scrunch. I scrunch. You're a scrunchie man. Do I need to give an explanation? Yes. No. Do no, I really? no, yes. no. No.
1: No. <laughs> you
4: don't really. I but. think I think fold's just too fancy. Like what the? It's you, a
1: boy thing.
0: It's a boy thing. Do you think Hulk? Scrunching,
1: a scrunching fold? is a boy thing.
0: I I fold. Nah. I definitely fold. I've been over this explanation. How that's many times?
4: That's something to make a poll of. I,
0: it, well, we do. It's, it's Actually, been kept since the, the beginning of time. Well, on this. Did you just say you folded? I do. My mother taught me from a young age You're to fold. You're a fancy, man. You're I a fancy. Am. I'm a Hawke's Bay resident. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, Hawke's I, Bay. You hear that? See that? Yeah, yo, so I like yo, to fold my toilet paper. You are yo up there. You're the up day. there. Ooh. Yes. Um, number three. I'll make you ask all of them.
1: I got all of them wrong last time. (laughs) Who was your childhood celebrity crush?
4: Celebrity crush? Mm. Yeah. I thought we were going to go with Hero, and I had one locked and loaded. But we'll go crush. We can go with Hero. We can do both. We'll go both? Both. Oh, crush. Um, Okay, right, right. This might be a little bit weird, and maybe Ben might have a comment on that, but um, Natalie Portman.
1: Ben definitely has a comment on that. Yeah.
4: Okay. So I don't know mean, why, but it was I was young. She was a attractive young lady.
0: That's mine. So everyone has their number one, mm-hmm. like their number one celebrity. Who right basically, yeah. if they walked in this door right now, it would be like, K okay, thanks. See you. Bye." Yep. Natalie Portman's my number one. Really? So yes.
4: No, you can't do that. She's mine.
0: No, I, 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 I dibs her for her current husband. Apparently, I, begs, I begs. Yep. Yep. Um, who's your hero? Who's your hero? Hero. Oh the one and only
4: Joan Lomu. Oh, yep. He is a beast. Rugby player. Yeah.
1: Oh.
0: Mallory had a blank look <laughs> on the face. I just thought I'd educate I'll give, her. I'll give you
1: a bit <laughs> of, I looked at Ben because like, you were going to talk about him and I was like, I don't know.
4: I'll give you a bit of an explanation. I'll give you a bit of an explanation. So he got onto the scene uh, through the New Zealand Sevens. All right. He literally just ran through anyone he wanted. He became part of the 1990, 1995 New Zealand uh, World Cup squad at the age of 19. Oh, yeah. Straight up, yeah. Um, you might have known him uh, possibly by his haircut. He literally just had a square in the <laughs> middle of his head.
0: They had a movie of him recently, yeah, didn't they? The, yeah, exactly. The, I mean, um,
4: so yeah, unfortunately, he did become unwell. His kidneys uh, didn't uh, weren't up to weren't up to the plate. You know what I mean? Um, so he did have a few comebacks with rugby. He didn't seem to get back to his level that he once was, but. Um, just seeing that perseverance of, I'm not going to take this. You know, I'm not going to take this. Let's get into it.
0: Who is a who is a bigger Kiwi icon, General Amu or Richie McCaw,
1: or the guy oh. with the teeth in the commercial?
0: The, the guy with the, te- the guy, uh, Nick
4: Munner
1: is the current. I think oh, he's the, the, current the current guy. No, current <laughs> the
0: current captain of the All Blacks. <laughs>
1: he's who? in a oh, Col- Colgate. He's Karen in Reed. a Colgate commercial. Oh, no, he's no, too- no, no. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. For we, a really long time, I would just see this commercial all the time. Both, I'd be like, yeah. who the heck okay, is so this guy? Usually when they beat Australia, i say, hey, it's a guy from the Colgate. Oh, so he's a captain the
4: yeah. yeah. Kieran Reid, Reid, a hell of a basketball player. Terrible actor. <laughs> yeah. so, every time I see that Colgate, I, I chuck it's, it to myself. You've you got to understand, oh, Mallory. Yeah.
0: When I mention Richie McCaw and Jonah Lomu, this is like talking I, I about Wayne Gretzky and Sidney Crosby. This is okay. like oh, comparing okay. those.
4: Um, I'm going to go... <sighs> Overall legacy, John Lomu. Wow, it has to be. But Richie won you two World Cups. He was. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I oh, definitely that that is effect. That is effect. John Lomu was the first superstar from in in international
0: rugby. Okay, you know, That's, yeah, no, no. And you can't expectable. argue with that haircut. True, you can't. It's a square on his head. <laughs> that, that makes it simple. You know that my favorite New Zealander, Daniel Vittori. They oh, love him with his little glasses, yes, little pictures, spinner guy. Yes, sir. And Brendan McCullum.
4: Bruno McCullum, he can whack a ball. Well, I'll tell yeah, you that much. Smack he can it he can smack it as some living. Um Vittori, he it. was just a sm- he, oh, just as wet. I just love just the just little smart.
0: geeky look at this guy. You look at him <laughs> and you go, he's not a cricketer, he's just he's gonna be calling up on the need a nerd or whatever it's called. <laughs> but Here he is and just oh, little champion. Um what are we up to? Question number four. Question number four. Uh is this
1: the what did dream you want to be dream job? Yeah, 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 Growing
0: up, what was your dream job? What
4: was my dream job? Yeah. Uh I don't know why. But I thought it was just an elegant uh, occupation. I really wanted to be a lawyer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wear suits. Yep. Carry a suitcase. Harvey Specter. Uh, briefcase, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I um, caught <laughs> on the suits. It
1: just hit me that you said suitcase. suitcase.
4: You know, carry a suitcase you don't know me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I didn't it's think on the, rollable, <laughs>
4: on the on the roll of Oh, good. It makes sense, though. <laughs> if you're in a suit, carry a suit. Yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. anything in the briefcase. Just but one. Of them, we have it one looking for something. Nice. Something. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Pretend to put things in my inside pocket of my jacket. Yeah. Because that looks fancy.
0: Yep. Yeah. And just it be like, no- I object. Nothing to do with the law. <laughs> just I look good. Uh, Final question. What is your worst habit?
4: Well, uh, oh, we, we kind of touched on that. Just a little bit. It was off here. Sorry, guys. Um, I click a lot of my joints. Oh yeah, a let's, lot not, let's
1: not go back to that. It's actually, pretty terrible. It's pretty terrible. I'm cerebral. happy with it. Up, Which is
0: up. actually no, no, no. therapeutic to some, and some people think it causes arthritis. But I think it they, makes it me feel, it. feel sick what, inside. Is that, a is that a myth? I think I'm it's a myth. Sure it's sure air pockets it's, in your yeah, joints. Yeah, yeah, Please, yes,
4: pockets. I agree with that, and that's what I'm running with. Because if it's not, then I'm pretty buggered.
0: Yeah. Apparently so. Well, those questions weren't so bad, were they?
4: Oh, good. Oh, good? Man, I was, I was expecting trivia, and uh, I was expecting zero from five, but no, nah,
0: we got there. Exciting times, and uh, tune in Wednesdays 8pm, or Thursdays 6pm, or Fridays at 6pm, depending on which part of the country you're listening into, that country being New Zealand, and if you're not listening in New Zealand, then just find it elsewhere. We get to wrap it up for uh, another week and um exciting things happening in ben and mal variety hour land only a few more episodes so we end our time here but we're being broadcast in another city in new zealand now Hawkes bay which uh we've been talking up on Hawkes bay that it's very nice but it actually apparently is um a bit of a shithole so we've been told so um Hopefully they don't listen to this one as well at the same time. Trying to get Jacinda on the show before we leave. That'll be exciting as well. Um, And, yeah, that's about all that's happening there. Um, You've started watching the James Bond movies, which is exciting for me. You've watched two of them, uh, well, two and a half, and um, you thought one was boring and you thought the other one was better than the other one, but I didn't know if you thought the second one was boring or not. I don't know if you really commented much on that. I'm getting you not to talk too much about them because I want you to kind of reveal your rankings on this episode we're planning. But, um, you know, how are you feeling so far, two and a half in?
3: Yeah,
1: pretty excited for the newer ones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's generally how I feel too as well. Um, You can like us and follow us on all the relevant channels, of course and uh hopefully we'll have more up to date episodes and some exciting things happening hopefully as well i'll be uh traveling to melbourne in a few weeks for annual journey to the f1 grand prix to uh catch up with Samuel samuel mackey who we just obviously had on a few weeks ago which is uh pretty exciting but um yeah tune in and get excited and it's 2020 you know it's a new decade for the brink get involved it's our third decade on air and you're fast approaching the, the people above you for co-hosts
1: yay
0: I was dancing you put all the effort in for it but... Shut up. cool uh, until we next speak again um, keep sucking those oranges Hobart and
1: goodnight